Are you ready to become a VIP? Do you have a cell phone that you can text on? Then consider this an exclusive invitation. As a VIP, you will receive special secret offers via text. These items are usually free and they are always must-have craft supplies from beloved brands. Send us a text and become a VIP at scrapbook.com. Welcome to the Life Handmade Podcast by Scrapbook.com. This is the show for paper crafters, and I'm your host, Stephanie Foster. Today, we are speaking with Wendy Vecchi, and you will get to hear all about how she went from having a career as a surgery nurse manager to becoming a signature designer for Ranger and Stampers Anonymous. She has created her own line of inks, embossing powders, stamps, stencils, tools, and accessories, including the incredible Make Art Station, which is a staple that everyone needs. Wendy lives in the country with her husband, Rick, their horses, and three cats, and living in the country has really had an impact on her personal artistic style. You'll want to listen in as she talks about all of her favorite inks and about some of the tools she can't live without. Welcome to the podcast, Wendy. Thank you so much. I'm excited. Thanks for joining us. So we have to start back at the beginning. So in your former life, you were a surgery nurse manager. Yes. Tell me about that and how you kind of transitioned into a whole new career with crafting. Um, my story is actually a fairy tale. <laughs> so people will ask me, you know, did you apply to this design team? Did you do this? Did you do this? And my answer is no for none of it. Um, so I was a surgery nurse manager and I retired. Um, and I worked a lot then. I worked probably 60 hours a week. So um, crafting was kind of my escape, but I only had maybe an hour a week. Mm-hmm. So I did a little bit of rubber stamping, but not really anything that you would be proud of. <clears throat> um, and then I, let's see, took a ride to a stamp store. And that was about two hours from my house. And I spent $600 on Stampers Anonymous wow, stamps. That's a good haul. Oh, yes. But that was the only brand I bought. Um, and so I was telling the store owner that I retired and she's like, so what are you going to do? And I said, well, I've taught, you know, just little bits here and there. Um, and she said, bring some samples. Maybe I'll have you teach at my store. And I said, OK, that'd be cool. Well, I didn't go back. <laughs> and then because I love I love to stay home. Um, and then she sent me a postcard maybe six, eight months later. And she said, um, I just want to let you know that Stampers Anonymous is going to drive their semi from Ohio to Illinois. Wow. Um, and you might want to come because I know you like their stamps. And so I said to my husband, I said, this might not be a good thing. This could be very expensive. He's like, no, go. Oh, supportive husband. Yeah, he is like the best in the world. So um, I signed up for Ted's class. Ted is the guy who owns Stampers Anonymous. And it turned out I was the only person in the class. So um, uh, we didn't even actually do a class. I had my samples that I intended to show the store owner. And we just, he was just like, oh my God, you have to do this. You're so good. And if you know him, he's very loud. He's very boisterous. And he was kind of intimidating, but yet he's so sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we talked about three hours. Um, this was Labor Day weekend of 2007. And so um, I knew Tim Holtz. I knew the name, obviously, but I never met him or anything. And he's like, I'm going to call Tim and tell him you need to work for him. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm not on, you know, he's, it's the holiday weekend and he's going to be so <laughs> mad. And he's like, no, 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 he's my friend. This will be OK. And I just kept saying, please don't do it. And he said, OK, when you leave, I'll call him then. <laughs> and that's that's what happened. Sent him some pictures the next day. And um, about six weeks later, I went to Ranger U 
hooked up with the ranger guys and it was just it's just a match made in heaven so really totally unplanned wow that's totally unplanned so you started designing and and doing samples for them or um i was on the meyer road design team i kind of uh, a friend called me and said you know we want you to make some samples so I, i thought that was really pretty cool so i did that um and then I helped them in their booth at Creativation. So that would have been probably January in 2008. Okay. okay. Uh, and so I had made samples for Tim through the Stamped Anonymous. And so at the end of the show, Ted came to the Meyer Road booth and he's like, um, we want you to design stamps. And I said, no, thanks. <laughs> I did. And he said, most no. people's dream. <laughs> right, exactly. And I love to stay home, like I said before. And so he's like, no, you don't understand this. And I said, no, you don't understand. I like to stay home. You send me those stamps. I'll be happy to make samples. I love that. So like I said, he's very loud. He's very boisterous. I love him dearly. He gets down on his knees. And so now at this point in time, there's a lot of people around and they think he's proposing. <laughs> it was horrible. The lady owned by a road, she, she said, I thought you were going to vomit on my carpeting. <laughs> I was so upset because people were just standing around. They're like, oh, come on, let's go. This is They're at waiting. the show. Yes, this was at, at the, the show. show in the Myra booth. Yeah, people expected to see a big diamond come out or something. So anyway, I said yes so that he would stop. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then and my first off. stamp sets came out in um, summer of 2008. And the rest is history. That is such a great story. So you were retired fully from your <laughs> for the first time. nurse manager mm-hmm. position when all of this was starting yep. to take place. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you did have a little bit more time in your day and yeah. you decided oh, to no fill kidding. it, didn't you? No kidding. Yeah, I can't be bored. I don't want to just sit around and I want to do something fun. That's great. So you started designing stamps and you, uh, your name was Studio 490. Mm-hmm. So tell us about how that came to be. Um, everybody thinks it's going to be a romantic story, and it's not. So um, like everybody else, I collected a ton of supplies. I had them all over the dining room table, and then I had them all spread out on the kitchen counter. And it was time for dinner. And so my husband said, well, that's okay. Don't put it away. We'll just eat at the kitchen sink. So we stood at the kitchen sink to eat dinner. <laughs> Again, a very supportive husband. <laughs> uh, again, yeah, like I said, he's awesome. Um, and he looked at me and he said, wouldn't it be nice if you had a studio? And I thought, Jesus, this guy is so sweet. Aww. And then I'm like, wait a minute, the guy wants to sit down and eat like normal people. <laughs> so anyway, so my brother happens to be a carpenter. So about three weeks later, we knocked a hole in the kitchen wall and added a studio onto our house. Created the studio. Yeah, well, uh-huh. Okay. So that's where the studio part came in. And then 490 is our house number. Oh, So I nothing really, you know, like spectacular, but that's the, that's the story. That's great. So tell us about your home because you live in a rural area. Mm-hmm. Yep. We live just on five acres. Um, we call it Green, green Acres. If you remember the old TV yes. show, that's us pretty much. Um, we have, my husband has horses. We have cats. We had a dog. She died. But um, yeah, we, we love it. It's nice and quiet. It's just it's very peaceful out there. I didn't want to move there. No, no. We lived in town when we first got married um, and we bought the land and probably had it maybe 15 years. And my husband's like, I want to build a house out there. And I'm like, go ahead. I'm not going. Um, and then my mom died and it was just kind of like the perfect timing. We needed to keep my dad busy and my mm-hmm. brother was a carpenter and it was like, okay, build us a house. Oh, it was a yeah. Family. So it worked out. It worked out great. Mm-hmm. That's great. Mm-hmm. And I bet it's peaceful and calm. It is. And you're it's creating nice. It's nice. Studio it's, environment. I love it. I love it. That is wonderful. Okay. So then you, when did you start with Ranger? Um, let's see. So that would have been 2007. Pretty much. I think I demoed for them the first time in 2008. Okay. So let, let's go back a little ways with, with Ranger and our love for inks. Oh, what God. was your first experience um, using ink? 
this is a funny story, which I swore my, I told my friend, I will never tell this. Um, this was before I knew anything about inks. Obviously, I'm still working at the hospital and I had a Longaberger basket party. So I had been to this cute little gift store and she had, I noticed like a very small display, like maybe a foot square, a little basket stamp I spotted and I spotted an ink pad and I thought, might be something I could do to make my party unique. So I'll take that basket and I'll stamp it on napkins, mm -hmm. which I did. And it was fun, but it got done too quick. So I thought, okay, like what else could I do? I'll stamp my paper plates. So I did that and I was so proud of myself, put them out for the, <laughs> put them out for the party. Um, and then they just put, have some ham out, some cheese out. And <clears throat> during the party, I looked at my best friend and I saw a reverse image of a basket stamp on the cheese <laughs> going into her mouth. So at this point in time, I'm thinking this is black ink. Is this going to be stuck to her teeth? Is it poisonous? You know, I'm right. sure it's not something you're supposed to eat. And it was just, I was just horrified. So after that experience, I thought, you know what, I better, if I'm going to do this, I better figure out what's, what this is all about. So, so you even went and looked up the ingredients, right? Oh, I right? did. And but I said to my husband, because I didn't know if I was going to have to call an ambulance yes. or what. I said, go and look at that little shoe box and see if it says anything on there about poisonous or anything. And luckily no one got sick, yeah, and, right? Yeah, it said uh, non-toxic, child-proof or whatever. So I thought, okay, she won't clear. die. Yeah, and then everybody's like, where do those plates go? <laughs> and they're in the trash. Just use these instead. That's You've come a long way. Yeah, right? now I know about ink. Yeah. Well, it's let's funny. talk about ink for a few I minutes. I love ink. Because you do love inks. And there's so many ink. different types. Tell us your, your a few of your favorites and why. Um, archival's at the top of my list. Um, and that's really, I think, how I got hooked up with Ranger. Because I think they saw on you know social media that I loved Jet Black Archival. And to this day... Probably 99.9% .9 of the projects I make have Jet Black Archival on okay. it. I just think it's the best ink in the world. Um, I just, I love the properties of it. It's a permanent waterproof ink. Mm -hmm. So if you stamp with that, which I always stamp with archival, and then I can add my blendable inks over the top. So those are just the opposite. Those are a water-based dye ink. So they work together perfectly. They're mm -hmm. all color coordinated and awesome. So tell us more about the blendable dye inks. What can you do with those? That so those, yeah, those are, um, you can blend with them. Obviously, they blend really, really well. You can watercolor with them. Just lots of fun techniques with them. If you spray with water. It will react with water. Okay. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't touch the archival one that no. you initially. No, which is There's no interaction between the two inks, which makes it awesome. Okay, that's great. So you started creating inks then for Ranger? I did. I don't know what year, though. I'm going to say maybe six years ago or so. And, and what was your desire in doing that? Was it the colors you wanted? Was it yes. the type of ink? Yes. I knew I wanted archival ink and I'm, I wanted different colors. So my color, I love flowers. So my stamps are flowers and I just totally love flowers. So we went with flower names for my our archival colors and kind of a country palette, I guess. Mm -hmm. Kind of similar to where you were living. It, 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 you were inspired it, it is. by yeah, that, I'm that's, sure. That's probably right. Okay, and then break it down for our listeners. You've got a line with Ranger and a line with Stampers Anonymous. Right. So um, my red rubber stamps come from Stampers Anonymous, and then they also make stencils. And they make this little product called Matte Mini, which is um, it's computer laser cut matte board pieces, mm -hmm. which, you know, they're, they're just very fun to stamp on. My inks were work perfectly on there, so it's kind of a match made in heaven. Oh, yeah. And then my um, products with range, I have uh, archival ink, I have blendable inks, I have liquid pearls, I have um, perfect card adhesive, best adhesive in the world, because it doesn't, doesn't 
the bottle, first of all, never clogs. So for me, that That's is huge. a huge, huge, huge thing. Yes. Um, it doesn't warp paper. It dries matte and, and just a really nice finish. I have that. What else do I have? I have my, my yeah. tools now. Oh, my yes. gosh. Let's talk about the tools. So I have my station, uh, my make art station. So that is just, it's just really, really a cool thing cool thing. I hope that people who are listening will take time to watch the videos because I'm going to explain it. And now we have cool accessories for it. Well, give a little overview. We'll definitely link to the classes and to the product, but it's, it was amazing when it, I first it saw is. it. It's, you know, it, you hate to say life changing, but it's a game changer. It truly is. So it's a magnetic board. Um, and my real reason for that, I, I do stencils a lot, use stencils a lot. Um, and it was very annoying in class to see someone working on a project and it was really, really going well. And then they go over the edge with the stencil and mm -hmm. the stencil moves. Um, and so this is a solution for that. The magnets are perfect. They hold your stencil in place. They hold your cardstock in place. Um, and they don't they break. They don't break, which had is for me, break. I know. That was my big thing. When we talked about it at Ranger, I said, I know we can do the board. I know that can be good, but the magnets are key. Mm -hmm. So I don't want any pinched fingers. I don't want them to break. I want them usable right from the package. I don't like to put washi on because I think it looks tacky. Um, and they turned out perfect. That's neat. And you can take your station on the go as well. Yes. Yeah. I'm... Uh, I wanted it for stencils, but once we had it out in production, um, people have so many ideas for it. They take it in the car on road trips mm -hmm. because it's a solid magnetic surface. So you can, you know, work on something in the car and not have it fall off. Um, plain air painters use it outside so that the paper doesn't blow away. Very smart. Um, people are using it for disabled people. So if you had to have any like hand issues mm -hmm. where you don't have complete use of your two hands... Yes, that's great. It, the station helps you hold things in place. So it's like an extra pair of hands. It's really, really a cool tool. Mm -hmm. And your new one that has just oh come out. Oh, so cute. It's, it's a some, mini, right? Yeah, we had such great success with the 12-inch that we came out with our 7-inch version now. And it is stinking cute. It's just off the chart cute. It is cute. And talk about the positioner. I got to, to see how that works at the show this weekend. Mm -hmm. It's a magnetic stamp positioner. So if you've ever stamped anything like a bird, maybe you want, that you want to stamp on a branch and you stamp it like maybe an eighth of an inch too high, it looks weird. It looks mm -hmm. like he's hovering above there. And this is the way to prevent that. So it's really, really cool. Works with rubber stamps and uh, red rubber stamps and clear. And I think it's the best with the red rubber because you never know where you're placing it exactly. exactly. But I have some tips that you'll see in the videos for using it with die cuts too. So it's a, it's really a great tool. That is really it's fun. cool. And the magnets are key. Any other new products that have come out in your latest collection? Um, we added excited? some accessories now. So we have acrylic magnetic rulers. So we did oh, the nice. large for 12 inch one for the original station. And then we did the seven inch. Okay. And they're really nice too. That's great. So what tips can you give um, to our listeners? What are some time-saving tips that you find very helpful when you're creating? Um, when I discussed the stamp stencil die sets with Ranger, I thought, you know, I better see how these work and how people are doing this. Um, and so what I found on the internet was that people would stamp their image, place the die over it, put a piece of tape on there, and then run it through their die cut machine. So the issue for me was if the die moved, that was annoying. Um, and if, um, I don't know, it, it just bothered me. It, it was, seemed like it was too time consuming. Um, and I don't know if it's the die cut machine that I use, but it seemed like the tape would always leave a little bit of a 
furry spot on my mm-hmm. paper and it was very annoying. Um, and so I thought, you know, let's, how am I going to fix this? Uh, and because they're clear stamps, you can see through them perfectly. So what I do is anytime I have any scraps, I'll, whatever size die fits on there, I run through my die cut machine and then I can stamp them later. So it's, it, it's probably 10 times quicker to do it that way. Right. And you're kind of doing it in mass production. Right. You, so, you, yeah, whenever I have a pile of scraps, whatever dies fit, that's what I do. And then when you open the drawer in my studio, there's all these little dividers in there. So my dies are there, ready to go. Um, and I think it makes you think differently because a lot of times if you're working and you think, okay, I would like, maybe I should add a butterfly there. I should do, I don't have time to do that. So I'll just go with what I have here. If those pieces are cut for you, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it, I think it makes you look at them differently and you'll try different options. And you can and, play around with it and mm-hmm. say, oh, does this fit or not before you bring everything out? Exactly. To, exactly. To right. So if, the other thing is you've used up all your scraps. You're not laying around. And I like that a lot. That's so really for me, good. I would say it probably is 10 times quicker. So you, you pre-die cut everything, mm-hmm. then you and then stamp, stamp after, mm-hmm. and you have them on hand for mm-hmm. when you're ready yep. to pull ready from to go. Them. Mm-hmm. That's great. Mm-hmm. Any other tips that you have from your, maybe how you store things or organize things or um, any other I time I think thinking? for beginners, the one thing I would say that I did wrong was I bought every single thing I saw because I didn't know what it, what my style was or what mm-hmm. I really liked. Um, and because I kind of live in the country, it's like if I had the opportunity to go somewhere, it's like, ooh, I might not come back for a while, so I better buy everything I can. Um, and a lot of that money was wasted. Okay. So kind of start with the basics. What would be in your basic toolkit for Jet a card maker? archival. There you go. Archival ink. <laughs> you know, um, a good paper trimmer. Okay. I, I'm going to stay the range of products because you mm-hmm. need the blending tools, mm-hmm. the station. Station, yeah, just the good basic things. Okay. And kind of before you start getting going crazy with stamps, figure out what your style is. And how I would have you, tons of them. How would you describe your style? I think it's changed. When I first started, I used brown on everything, which I that's probably the easiest for me. Back when the sepia was yeah, probably in yeah, style too. Yeah, yeah. I loved it. Yeah. So and I'm thinking I'm a little bit cleaner now, but still, I don't know what I'd call myself. Yeah. Well, you've got pretty florals. I don't know. Flo- yeah, I like florals. Gorgeous colors. I like techniques. So where do you get a lot of your inspiration for when you are creating? Probably outside from flowers. That's one thing. And um, like flea markets and antique stores, just seeing different things. We've taken pictures of um, like, I, don't, I think they're called like floor grates, big, huge metal grates. And I've made stamp- stencils out of them. Oh, you know, oh, the old, from like old furnaces. Yes. Mm-hmm. So we've taken pictures of those. We took pictures of um, the street grates in London and made stamps or stencils out of them. That's really neat. Mm-hmm. So you just kind of photograph yeah. as you go mm-hmm. and then see what Send patterns. Send it to the guys and say, this is what I like. Make it happen. <laughs> it does. Let's talk about your liquid pearls from your latest collection. Oh, there's, I don't know. Ever since I've been a little girl, I had polka dots. Whenever we've got but got to buy clothes, I would want a polka dot skirt or polka dot shoes. or, um, And so I have liquid pearls now, which are really, really cool. Um, and that's not a new product for Ranger, but f- um, I, I like them a lot, but I didn't use them consistently because I couldn't get the drops perfectly done, perfect every time mm-hmm. right from the bottle. Um and people in my class do it and they show off and theirs are nice. And it's like, <laughs> I do perfect, perfect, perfect dot and then a big blob. So I thought, okay, how can we make this perfect for everybody? Um, and so we came up with the perfect stylus. So it's um, a little handle that has balls on each end. So you put a little bit of perfect uh, pearls oh, on your craft sheet, yes. dip it in, and your dots are consistent every single time. That is genius. It is. It's really, really nice. It's just, it makes it foolproof. 
That's great. What are the classes that you're going to be filming at scrapbook.com that we'll be able to see a little? We've got, why don't oh, you give us a sneak preview? Oh, of what let's this see. Will we'll be. talk about the um, station. We'll talk about the accessories because those are really key. Those are really, they turned out really, really well. Um, we'll talk about the liquid pearls and how I use them. Mm -hmm. Okay. Any um, tips that you can give to someone who's maybe starting out in mixed media? I guess probably the main thing is to know the properties of the inks you want to use. So if you ever have a failure, failure probably use the wrong ink. Mm -hmm. So if maybe you stamped with blendable ink and then you decided you wanted to splash water all over it and your image bleeds. Why did that happen? So if you would have used archival ink, that would have been the perfect ink for that application. So I think if you know the properties of the products, just even the basics, that's a good starting point. What are some of your first memories of crafting as a child? All right. So the very first thing I remember, and I was probably, I'm going to say kindergarten. Um, my mother, I think it was either a shoebox or a cigar box. And we covered it with macaroni, the little elbow yes, macaroni. Yes. We glued it on there. And then she sprayed it with um, gold paint. Okay. And she had some broken jewelry and like little rhinestone things. And so we glued those on and I gave that to my grandmother for Christmas. And I thought it was like the most beautiful thing in the world. Well, anything with gold funny. spray paint it's, is yeah. beautiful, right? <laughs> on macaroni. Yeah. Yes, on yeah. macaroni. <laughs> Bring that back. Yeah, that was fun. That's really fun. Well, what is the most meaningful handmade creation that you have made? It's kind of interesting. A friend got married and she said, I would like you to make my guest book. Mm which I thought, I said, now take a look at what I do here. This stuff is all brown. <laughs> I don't know how to do elegant. I don't know how to do classy. And she said, that's what I want. I want brown. Mm -hmm. Whatever you make is what I want. Aww. And so it turned out it turned out really, really cool. And she's really happy. Um, and her sister got married and she asked for one. So that really pleased me. That's really neat. What did it, you do with it? How did you It was just, a, it? Uh, she said, I don't want anything ordinary. So it was probably a 10 by 12 mm -hmm. and it was brown and it had their initials on it, it had their date on it. It had some pictures on it and just, it was kind of funky looking, not perfect. Yeah. One of a kind for it, sure. Exactly. Oh, exactly right. So it was fun. That is fun. And what would you say is the most meaningful handmade gift you've received from someone else? I'm going to have to say my house for my brother because there's a lot of love in it. Oh, you know, so when we um, decided we were ready to build a house, I had, <laughs> we didn't have house plans or anything. I'm just like, you know, I kind of like the front of this house and I like this over here. And so his kids were little at the time and he had an elf book, an elf notebook. And he came over with that and he kind of drew this <laughs> out and he's like, do you like this? I'm like, no. Do you like this? I'm like, yes, that's what I want. And so we just, yeah, just these little line so drawings. That's yeah. amazing. And then as we went along, he's like, you have your choice between this and this. And I said, okay, this. So building it from scratch, just mm -hmm. with some ideas that you were mm -hmm. bouncing around. Mm -hmm. That is so mm -hmm. special. I said, I want a lot of windows. I want skylights. <laughs> yeah. And he gave you everything yep, you asked exactly. for. Yep. There's yep. nothing more special than that. Yeah. So it was kind of funny because I would say, oh, my God, this is so cute. And he would say, it's good enough for who it's for. Oh, that's how that's how he talks to me. That's it's good enough for who it's for. Oh, that is special. Yeah, it's cute. Well, very good. Well, thank you for speaking thank with you us so today, much. Wendy. It's been a pleasure to get thank to know you Thank you so much. It's wonderful. I love scrapbook.com. Thank you. We you love guys you. are great. Thank you. Thanks. We want to thank Wendy for speaking with us today and for sharing her story with us. We just love all of her products and tools and appreciate all of the tips she shared with us today. Be sure to watch her videos on scrapbook.com where you'll be inspired by her techniques, products, and creativity. You can find links to all of the products and resources we mentioned in this episode in the show notes. And you can go to scrapbook.com slash podcast 
for more information as well. Scrapbook.com carries over 40,000 unique items and is the number one online store for paper crafters. When you shop at scrapbook.com, you'll enjoy award-winning customer service, great prices, a huge selection of products, and super fast shipping. You also benefit from nearly 200,000 real product reviews from crafters like you. You'll find endless inspiration and meaningful connection in the scrapbook.com forum and gallery, and you can even take free online classes too. Be sure to subscribe to the Life Handmade podcast in your favorite app and enjoy our other episodes. Happiness is life handmade. I drive doodles of eccentric.